Good morning, and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Monday, February 26th. On today's show, we explore how crypto firms can bridge the gap with traditional finance, and Opportunity Finance Network receives a $10 million investment from Charles Schwab Bank to advance the Finance Justice Fund. Plus, Apollo Health integrates Oracle Cloud ERP to optimize financial operations. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with a look at the challenging journey of integrating cryptocurrencies and traditional finance. A significant milestone was reached recently with the approval of the first spot Bitcoin exchange-traded funds, ETFs, in the United States on January 10th. However, the acceptance of digital assets in the banking sector and by most financial institutions is still a work in progress. Here to delve deeper into this topic is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about the significance of this approval? Certainly, David. The approval of Bitcoin ETFs by the US Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, could potentially lead to more capital inflows and increased institutional participation in the crypto market. However, it's important to remember that this approval was not easily won. The SEC had been rejecting Bitcoin ETFs since as far back as July 2013. It was only after large traditional finance fund managers like BlackRock got involved and legal action surrounding Bitcoin ETFs was concluded that the SEC finally gave its approval. What was the SEC's stance on this approval? In a statement on January 10th, SEC Chair Gary Gensler clarified that while they approved the listing and trading of certain spot Bitcoin ETP shares, they did not approve or endorse Bitcoin. The approval, as reluctant as it was, marked the end of a decade of denials. What are some of the challenges that the industry faces in gaining acceptance in the traditional finance world? There are multiple challenges. For one, regulators have long been skeptical of crypto projects, even those intending to adopt traditional industry standards. This skepticism has led to difficulties in obtaining necessary licenses, as experienced by blockchain protocol Quorum during the development and launch of Sologenic, a platform for trading tokenized stocks. Can you elaborate on the differences in philosophies between traditional finance and decentralized finance? Certainly. While regulatory burden plays a role in the separation of traditional finance and decentralized finance, another divide comes from differing philosophies in how finance should operate. For instance, the lack of checks and balances in decentralized finance makes traditional institutions nervous. Without it, they can't guarantee they won't fall foul of regulations, so they need some level of control to adopt the technology. So what does the future hold for the integration of cryptocurrencies and traditional finance? While the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF may indicate that the stock market is ready for crypto, the financial sector may prove to be a tougher nut to crack. There is still strong crypto skepticism from many in the sector. Changing hearts and minds in the traditional finance sector is a major challenge. So, while traditional finance and crypto are becoming more closely connected than ever, much work still needs to be done. Thanks for the insights, James. In other financial news, the Opportunity Finance Network, or OFN, the leading investment intermediary and network of mission-driven financial institutions in the US, 
has announced a new $10 million investment from Charles Schwab Bank into OFN's Finance Justice Fund. This fund aims to finance economic opportunities in rural, urban, and native communities. Abby, our correspondent for Simply Finance, is here to delve into this development. Can you tell us more about the Finance Justice Fund and its impact so far? Certainly, David. The Finance Justice Fund is a part of OFN's efforts to mobilize catalytic investments to support its members and the communities they serve. So far, OFN has deployed over $210 million in loans and grants to over 100 members nationwide, including over $8 million in targeted climate-focused investments announced at the end of 2023. And what does this new investment from Charles Schwab Bank signify? This investment is a significant boost to OFN's goals. Charles Schwab Bank's investment is a testament to their commitment to drive capital to communities that need it most. They recognize the need to drive capital into markets that mainstream financial institutions cannot reach and are confident in OFN's ability to identify and fund high-impact emerging community development financial institutions. How has the Finance Justice Fund been able to drive impact and opportunity in underserved communities? The Finance Justice Fund has been quite successful in this regard. 40% of its investments have been deployed to OFN members with less than $25 million in assets, reinforcing OFN's commitment to capitalize members that often have the greatest capital need to reach deeper into communities. The community development financial institutions that have received Finance Justice Fund loans and grants have unlocked more than $650 million in small business capital across 27,000 small businesses, financed 14,000 owner-occupied housing units, and created or retained nearly 120,000 jobs. That's quite impressive. What's the future outlook for the Finance Justice Fund? The future looks promising. Charles Schwab Bank joins a growing number of Finance Justice Fund investors committed to capitalizing OFN and its network. Since launching the fund, OFN has mobilized nearly $270 million in private capital to finance economic opportunity. As more investors join in, we can expect the fund to continue making a significant impact in underserved communities. That was Simply Finance reporter Abby shedding light on the latest investment into OFN's Finance Justice Fund. Now, let's shift our focus to the healthcare sector, where Apollo Health and Lifestyle Letted has integrated Oracle Fusion Cloud Enterprise Resource Planning, or ERP, into its financial operations. The aim is to optimize these operations and increase productivity. Here to delve deeper into this is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about this integration and its objectives? Certainly, David. Apollo Health and Lifestyle is looking to eliminate manual processes, improve speed and accuracy in reporting, align financial and operational planning, and gain insights to drive better decisions. Prior to this, their finance and operations data were dispersed across multiple siloed on-premises applications, making it challenging to get accurate real-time information. So, how does the integration of Oracle Cloud ERP help Apollo Health and Lifestyle? By using the Oracle Cloud solution, Apollo Health and Lifestyle can simplify finance processes and increase business agility. This allows employees to focus more on providing the best care to their customers. 
the Oracle Fusion Cloud Enterprise Performance Management, which is part of Oracle Cloud ERP, will also improve the speed and accuracy of financial reporting, reduce the time to close the books, and enable senior leaders to make better decisions. And what does this mean for the healthcare sector in India? India is currently experiencing a surge in healthcare service demand. This requires healthcare providers to fortify infrastructure, optimize business processes, and adopt cutting-edge technology, such as AI. Oracle Cloud ERP supports Apollo Health and Lifestyle's growth agenda by automating its finance function, elevating overall business efficiency, and enabling it to continually innovate and introduce new services. Could you tell us more about the current state of the healthcare delivery market in India? The healthcare delivery market in India is growing rapidly due to rising income levels, changing consumer preferences towards preventive care, and increasing market penetration of health insurance. To meet this demand, Apollo Health and Lifestyle needed to have an efficient and scalable back office operation where business processes could be digitalized to enhance productivity. How was this integration implemented? PwC India, an Oracle partner, implemented the project. They integrated Oracle Fusion applications with several HIS platforms, meeting the requirement for an efficient and scalable back office operation and ensuring all Apollo Health and Lifestyle business entities were gaining business benefits. Thanks for that report, Bella. Now, let's turn our attention to Europe, where banks are set to return more than 120 billion euros to shareholders following their 2023 results, as they pass on the benefits of rising interest rates to investors. This comes as bank executives face pressure to increase their valuations and regain investor confidence, which has been shaken by dividend bans and windfall taxes across Europe in recent years. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about these planned returns? Certainly, David. The largest listed European banks have pledged 74 billion in dividends and 47 billion euros in share repurchases. This represents a 54% increase on the previous year's capital returns and is significantly higher than every year since at least 2007, according to data compiled by UBS. The growth in buybacks has been particularly notable over the past three years as with European banks leveraging their increased profits from rapid interest rate rises to buy back stock at lower prices. How have investors reacted to these capital returns? Investors have cautiously welcomed the capital returns. However, there are concerns about the sustainability of these high yields. This is a significant shift from four years ago, when the European Central Bank ordered lenders to freeze dividends and share buybacks at the start of the COVID-19 outbreak, which negatively impacted the sector's reputation among international investors. Can you tell us more about the role of interest rates in this situation? Over the past two years, European lenders have benefited from a 100 billion euro windfall due to the difference between the interest they pay out on deposits and receive on loans, known as net interest income. This has been largely due to the rapid rise in interest rates. However, analysts warn that the level of shareholder returns may start to decrease next year as central banks cut interest rates and lenders are forced to seek other revenue lines. What's the regulatory stance on these shareholder returns? European regulators have become more relaxed about share buybacks in recent years as banks have built up strong capital levels. However, they are understood to be uncomfortable with shareholder returns that exceed banks' annual profits. 
this could potentially limit the extent of cash distribution to investors in the future. What are some of the most notable distribution announcements this year? Among the standout announcements are Italy's UniCredit, which has pledged to pay 8.6 billion euros, its entire profit for 2023, to investors. Barclays has also pledged to return 10 billion pounds to shareholders over the next three years, while Standard Chartered plans to return $5 billion over the same period. Additionally, UBS has announced a 27% increase in its dividend and plans to buy back up to $1 billion of shares in 2024. That was Simply Finance, reporter Celeste. Thanks so much for being here. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.